Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to the Sports Stove Podcast NFL Mock Draft Spectacular. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are today presented by Skull Candy and Belly Up Sports. And Skull Candy is somewhere you can discover life at full volume with headphones, earbuds, speakers, and more. Skull Candy is built to help you stay loud. And then Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is a great place to find uh, sports articles, podcasts, and more. And you can do that on bellyupsports.com. And uh, Belly Up Sports, we are what they are not. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's uh, special edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, the NFL Mock Draft Spectacular. And in just a moment, we're going to be joined by my dad, Dale Stover. He's going to go through this with us. We've been going through the NFL, uh, previewing uh, each pick uh, in the first round, but we've been doing that for a couple weeks now. A lot has changed since we went through picks one through eight, and now we are excited to go through and give you my uh, sports uh, NFL Mock draft. This is going to be what I believe that NFL teams are going to do. So not what I want them to do, not what I would do, but actually what I think is going to happen on Thursday night in the first round of the NFL draft. Now, I am not going to include trades just because that's just too complicated. So we're going to go straight through. We will talk about great spots for trades to happen, uh, but uh, we are not going to do trades within the mock draft today. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in the minority owner of the Green Bay Packers and my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, welcome to the NFL Mock Draft Spectacular. How you doing? Doing good. I'm very excited to be a part of a spectacular. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you're excited. I'm excited as well. Uh, friends, if you would like to comment who you uh, think is going to be picked as we're going through it, just put it right in the comment section and uh, let us know what you think. And uh, we're, we're excited to have that going on as well. Uh, you may not be happy with who we're giving you. Hey, don't blame us. It's what the teams are going to do. It's not my fault. It's their fault. So make sure you blame them for that as well. But we're looking forward to this. Uh, we are going to have, uh, again, like I said, we're represented by Skull Candy and by Belly Up Sports. If you'd like to um, help the podcast out as well as help yourself out and get some new uh, headphones or earbuds 
or anything like that, feel free to go into the comment section of this video uh, where we have a link posted for you for Skull Candy. You can use that link, and as you do, uh, it'll take you right where you need to go. They'll know that we sent you. Get yourself a new set of earbuds, headphones, speakers, whatever it is, through Skull Candy. We'll also put these in the podcast notes that we'll post later on tonight, the podcast version of this episode as well. All right, Dad, let's get right into it. In a few minutes, we'll be joined when we start talking about pick seven, the Detroit Lions. To me, it's one of the most interesting spots of the first round to figure out what the Lions are going to do at seven. We're going to be joined uh, by Jim Bordeaux of the Detroit Lions on the Prowl uh, show. He'll be with us here in just a few min minutes when we get down to the Detroit Lions. And, Dad, me and you as Packer fans, um, you know, we're not as excited about the Lions. Usually the Bears, they'll do something stupid. The Lions don't always do something stupid. Uh, so we'll, but we'll talk about them in just a minute. Let's start off. Pick number one, Jacksonville Jaguars. There's no argument. There's no discussion. Everybody's pretty much talked about it. We know what's happening. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of Clemson, will be the number one overall pick. Uh, intriguing pick for sure. Uh, definitely an opportunity to change the franchise uh, there in Jacksonville. Playing in the AFC South, uh, playing the Texans twice a year, that's going to be a pretty good start. Uh, the Titans, you know, playing them twice a year, you can probably split that series. The Colts maybe split that series. Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence joining together in Jacksonville. Dad, any comment with that? No, that, that should be it, and I think he'll do well. So it's a good building block for Urban Meyer. I agree completely. We'll get back to the Jaguars later on in the first round. Pick number two is the New York Jets. Dad, you've you've kind of um, talked about a couple times, well, what if they took Justin Fields? They're not. It's going to be quarterback Zach Wilson out of BYU. Um, I don't know enough about Zach Wilson as far as watching games and things like that. Uh, he's obviously a talented quarterback. He's got pretty much three years of experience under his belt. They got some things to work with there in New York. I would have stuck with Sam Darnold and went a different direction, uh, but I can't blame him for going somewhere else. New coaching staff, Robert Salah, uh, new offensive system, all that kind of stuff. Let's bring in Zach Wilson and and get it started with there. Any argument with that? Nope. Again, it'd be a good building block. Quarterbacks, what they need. <clears throat> and it seems like the people in New York have embraced it as much as possible. And um, hopefully he'll be a good one. All right. Yes, hopefully for Jets fans at the very least uh, that he'll, he'll turn out all right in New York. Interesting to see that, uh, that, that connection there between the new coaching staff and the new quarterback also. Then the draft gets interesting. It kind of starts at number three. We've been hearing for a long time now, San Francisco wants Mac Jones. He's the kind of quarterback that uh, Shanahan wants. It fits his system. All those sorts of things. A pocket presence. A guy who would just do what the play tells him to do. Um, since the trade happened, since San Francisco moved up to three, I said all along, there is no way in the world San Francisco traded up to number three, gave away three first-round draft picks to get Mac Jones. It just doesn't make any sense. So up to this point, I've been pretty staunch that it's going to be Trey Lance or Justin Fields. I continue to listen. I continue to read. I continue to uh, listen with not just to the words that were being said, but how they were being said, who was saying them, all those sorts of things. And finally today, just two hours ago, I switched my pick to Mac Jones, quarterback of Alabama. This hurts me to do because I don't think it makes sense yet. 
it's going to be done. Mac Jones could be a fine quarterback. I'm not saying that he won't be. I'm just saying he wasn't worth the trade that San Francisco did. I really thought Trey Lance was going to be the guy here. I really thought that's where they were going to go, sit him behind Garoppolo for a year and let him develop and then take over in year two in San Francisco, kind of the Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith situation in Kansas City. But at the end of the day, I just really, everything, and the people that I've heard talk about this are the people who are usually right. And so I'm going to go with Mac Jones. Dad, I know you don't think San Francisco should take Mac Jones, uh, but what are your thoughts on this pick? Um, yeah, I don't think that's the way to go. I think that may be who they were thinking of when they made the trade and felt like, what well, he would be a safe way. But, I've, again, I've you know, listened this week, and a lot of it has been, hey, we've worked with all five of them. We've you know come closer to liking all of them. And to me, Justin Fields is the third best quarterback. And I think he'll fit in wherever. And I think Shanahan would be great for him. And um, if not, somebody's going to get a good quarterback with him. And there's going to be scrambling after this pick, no matter what. There's people that'll want Jones if he's available, people that'll want Fields, people that, you know. Want Lance, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I just. <sighs> I just didn't think they need to give up that much for Jones. But like I said, you know, listening to different people talk uh, over the last several weeks, um, you know, everyone's saying Shanahan wants Jones or someone else in the building that wants Lance. But from everything that I can hear, it's going to be Shanahan's decision to make ultimately here. Um, they're going to let him make the decision. And uh, it does fit where what he's had success with, with Kirk Cousins, with Matt Ryan. Uh, so it does make sense to that degree. I just don't understand the trade up to get it. Maybe we'll learn more after the draft uh, about it as well. Number four is interesting, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, again, we're not doing trades in this mock draft, but this becomes the prime position for someone to move up now and get uh, whether it be Lance or Fields. I think Fields is the second best quarterback in the draft, not the third. But nonetheless, uh, I do not think Atlanta is going to take a quarterback. When we previewed picks one through eight, I said they will take a quarterback. I said they will take Justin Fields. I have come off of that now. I believe that Arthur Smith uh, is going to do his best to build a team that can win for the next three years with Matt Ryan as quarterback. And so I believe they go Kyle Pitts if they stay in this spot. They go tight end Kyle Pitts. Uh, but I think they would trade down if someone came calling Denver the most obvious a person to come calling being that they are the closest uh, to this pick of the other quarterback needy teams. Um, someone could surprise us. I think it stays with Atlanta though. I don't think a trade happens. I don't think anybody's that desperate to get the number four. I think it's number seven might be a more potential pick for someone to trade up to move up to and get, but nonetheless, I've got Atlanta going Kyle Pitts, what is considered to be the best uh, offensive playmaker in the draft this year. That's not a quarterback uh, there. We're going to keep moving because I got to keep keep the time running. Number five is Cincinnati. Dad, you're around Cincinnati. You've heard the sports talk up there. I was really going back and forth between Panay Sewell and Jamar Chase here. And a lot of people earlier in the week were talking, hey, you know, Panay Sewell is going to be the pick. That's what's going to happen at number five. I think it's going to be Jamar Chase, and that's who I'm giving to Cincinnati at number five. I just believe at the end of the day, uh, a top-tier wide receiver is something that you can't pass up, especially someone who already has chemistry with your quarterback. You put them opposite of T. Higgins, um, you're going to have a dynamic offense. They're still going to have to address offensive line, but they might be able to wait till later in the draft or even some free agent uh, possibilities there as well. Dad, you're in Cincinnati. You, I know you've heard Penne Sewell. I know you've heard Jamar Chase. Uh, any thoughts on that pick? Um, I think they'll take Jamar, Jamal Chase, uh, Jamar Chase, but um, 
if they decide to go offensive line and go with Sewell or with Slater, I'm not sure they'll stay in this spot. I think right. they could drop down just a little bit and feel like they could still get who, who they wanted and pick more up. And again, if the quarterbacks were there, they could get offered a really good offer for it, even though I think they'll take Chase and uh, be happy. Yeah, Atlanta and Cincinnati, I, th- I both think would be willing to trade down. I'm just not sure they're going to get the calls because I don't think teams need to go that high um, to get there. But uh, it's an interesting spot for sure. Number six, the Miami Dolphins, they were at number three. Uh, They got it from Houston. They traded down to number 12 and then back up to number six with Philadelphia. Uh, Here, there's definitely options for them to take. But again, I think they're going to try to help out their quarterback in the way of having another playmaker. And I'm going to go with Jalen Waddell. A lot of people put Devontae Smith here. Um, but I feel like Jalen Waddle is the better fit for Miami, and I think he is ultimately the better receiver, too, over Devontae Smith. I don't think it's that far difference, though, so either one would work fine. But again, a potential trade spot for someone to move up looking for a quarterback. But if Miami stays here, obviously Panay Sewell is an option for him here. Devontae Smith is an option as well, but I think they go playmaker Jalen Waddle and add to that offense to help uh, Tua Tungavailoa. And again, A little bit of chemistry already with Tua moving into this spot. First six picks of the Sports Stove NFL Mock Draft Spectacular goes Trevor Lawrence, number one, to Jacksonville. Zach Wilson, number two, to the Jets. Mac Jones, number three, to San Francisco. Kyle Pitts, number four, to Atlanta. Jamar Chase, number five, to Cincinnati. And Jalen Waddell, number six, to Miami. Now we're at pick number seven and the Detroit Lions. And joining us to talk a little bit, because I think it's one of the more intriguing picks uh, in the draft, or at least at where it sits right now with potential trade back and different things like that. We're going to bring in a third person for this conversation. It is Jim Bordeaux from Detroit Lions on the Prowl. Jim, how you doing? Very good, man. This is so exciting. Number seven overall, Detroit Lions have the pick. It's going to be an amazing pick. I'm just going to wait for you to tell us what we got, and then I'll tell you what I think. All right, so I've got him picking offensive tackle Panay Sewell. Uh, he falls the number seven in this mock draft, and I think it's a, a hard one to pass up. I'm curious, though, Detroit, what do they want as far as the fans go? Uh, do you guys want to see them stay at seven and take the best player that's there, or do you want to see them try to trade back with someone and get some more picks? We would love a trade back. There's talk with New England there at 15. There's talk maybe even Denver that wants to slide up, but I don't see why they would do that anymore. If Denver goes up, they're going to go up to Atlanta, I think. Hmm. But uh, there's even talk of the Washington football team at 19 coming down to take this pick. Brad Holmes is really good at mid to late round picks, so we don't have a problem with that. The Rams haven't had a first round pick in forever, so (laughs) we're kind of used to that, so that's okay. But Panay Sewell would be the pick right there if I had to stay. If I'm going back, I'd like uh, Tavon Jenkins, uh, also a right tackle. Uh, There's a couple other players there as well. But the Detroit Lions always go for the shiny skill players, the shiny objects, Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. But we don't win anything because we don't build a team. And so right here, Padesul slides in at right tackle for us, and that solidifies that offensive line, gives DeAndre Swift and and, uh, your former Packer, Jamal Williams, some room to run. And uh, I think that's a great pick for us. I think that we build the offensive line. We try to build the defense instead of trying to get the shiny objects like a, like a Jamar Chase, which has been mocked to us, or a Devonta Smith or someone like that, or even a Kyle Pitts, who if, if 
if someone comes up, I don't think he's going to fall. I think Miami would take him before that. But anyway, you know, just like I'm saying, though, I think this is a perfect pick for Detroit. I like Rashawn Slater a lot. Some people have Slater above Sewell at this point, but I don't know. This yeah, that. I, a lot of people have been talking about Slater uh, really fitting in better as a guard as well, which could help his draft status, I think, at least, as well. But you're right, I've seen him above Sewell as well. I mean, if you could get New England, Washington, or Chicago to come up to seven, I don't I know if Detroit would trade with Chicago. Chicago. I, I, yeah. I hate to say that, but do we really want to give them the one thing they need? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think you guys want that either, to be honest. No. Uh, but I mean, that'd be a haul, right? I mean, if someone was up from 15 oh, or 19, a haul. Could, yeah, you could we could get there. another first for next year in the Stafford trade and a first with LA. So we'd have three first round picks next year. I would take that in a heartbeat and go down. Definitely. Dad, you got any questions for Jim? No, no. And, and I think you're right about the Chicago thing. No doubt about that. Except when you said, give them the one thing they need. I didn't know you could draft a coach, but hey. <laughs> They're a general manager, but we were talking quarterback, you know. <laughs> Jim, thanks so much for being on. Tell us uh, where we can find your program at, where people can find you on social media, things like that. Oh, we're on YouTube. We're called Detroit Lions on the Prowl. We have a weekday show Monday through Thursday, and we have a live show on Fridays at 11 a.m. Uh, you can check us out at Detroit Lions on the Prowl. Just type it in. You'll find us everywhere. That's Facebook, social media, Twitter. We're all over the place. Thank you very much. Awesome. Jim, thanks so much for being with us. You're welcome. Got a good- all right. That's Jim Bordeaux of the Detroit Lions on the Prowl coming in and chatting with us. I sure appreciate that as well. Next up is pick number eight with uh, Penny Sewell off the board. The Carolina Panthers step up. There's a few options here. Again, I think that's a perfect trade opportunity for someone to come up and get a quarterback like Fields or Lance if they're still available at this point. Teams like uh, now you're looking down to further down to teams, I think more opportunity for the Raiders, the Washington football team, Chicago, teams like that to jump up. Uh, the Panthers have put it out there that they might draft uh, Fields if he's there. Most people playing that off as a smoke screen, expecting them to try to get some picks and to, to kind of bulk up the number of picks they have this year. I've got the number eight pick overall going with Rashawn Slater, the offensive lineman. Uh, they, If they're truly going to give Sam Darnold an opportunity in Carolina, they're going to have to protect him. They're going to have to give him time. Sure, he needs weapons. This year he has them already in Carolina. Now, they're two main receivers. Their contract's in this year. They probably won't have them both back the next year. But even though there's an opportunity with a guy like Devontae Smith here at number eight or a defensive player like Patrick Sertain or Micah Parsons available too, I think they go offensive line. Rashawn Slater is one of those guys that, um, like like uh, Jim just said, some people have him rated as the number one offensive lineman in the draft. So I think Carolina would be a great fit for him here. Dad, your thoughts on the Panthers? Yeah, Slater's who I had. That makes sense, I think. Um, unless they really get a good deal, I don't think they'll move because they made the move with Darnold. <clears throat> they have McCaffrey. I think adding a great offensive lineman, I think they're ready to build a team and the coach there is, and I think they'll stay with the pick unless they just really, really got a deal. All right, number nine brings us to Denver. I really think Denver's going to go up in this draft, at least a few picks to get a quarterback, but I've got them staying at number nine here since we're not doing trades, 
And with Justin Fields on the board, uh, that's who I'm putting with Denver. Some people have linked Trey Lance to Denver as well. I think if one of these quarterbacks is sitting there for them to get, whether they have to go up to six or seven to get them, I think Denver's going to come out of this first round with a quarterback unless something crazy happens, but someone would have to give up the farm to move up, I think, above them. So uh, I've got Denver taking Justin Fields, who I think is the number two quarterback in the draft, and uh, I think that's a, a great opportunity for Denver. The other option for Denver is to go a different direction than quarterback and actually bring in a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo once he is out of a job in San Francisco. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be available in Carolina. Uh, so there are going to be some veteran guys out there that they could go out and get as well. Uh, but at this point, I think they look quarterback of the future, Justin Fields, at number nine. Dad, me and you, we've talked about this before, but Drew Locke's not the answer in Denver, is he? No, no, I, I don't think he is, not with the options they have in the draft. Um, I think the interesting thing will be Trey Lance, however one has him rated, because everybody says, you know, there's the top five quarterbacks, they're all good, they all work. Lance may be a great one, um, but if he doesn't go by about this pick, he may slide. Um, it just depends how much, but I, I, it seems like there's people that have him targeted and he should do really well. All right, that brings us to pick number 10, the Dallas. How about them Cowboys sitting there at number 10 because they were really bad last year. They get a top 10 draft pick uh, this year. Uh, we've got them going with pretty much everybody else in the world picking Patrick Sertain to Dallas, the cornerback out of Alabama. A lot of talk has been uh, Jerry Jones talking to Kyle Pitts. We talked about that on the last episode of the podcast. We've talked about we've got a Cowboy fan that commented on Facebook saying Cowboys trading up for Pitts. Uh, boy, they'd have to give up a lot to get up to number four. I just don't think – I mean, the Falcons would take that trade in a heartbeat, but I don't know that Dallas is going to go uh, up that high for him. And if they stay at 10 and they get the best cornerback on the board, it uh, would be a good day for Dallas. Dad, any thoughts on the Cowboys? Um, again, I think cornerback is the way I kind of had Farley because it seems like they're the kind of people that would take a chance on that. And, um, but again, Dallas always wants to make a splash. So the idea of going up to get pits, um, you know, that's very possible. There was a lot of talk this week that Jerry Jones's son has a lot more input in this draft than he's had in others that may change things a little bit. And that may not be true. Well, yeah, it depends on if he's got his draft yacht yet, as Jerry Jones had his draft yacht last year. Uh, but nonetheless, Dallas at number 10, Patrick Sertain, if they do not move, uh, would be a good landing spot there. That brings us to number 11 and the New York football Giants. A lot of options on the board right now for the Giants. You would have guys like Micah Parsons, J.C. Horn, Christian Derisaw, Trey Lance, if they aren't if they aren't sold on Daniel Jones, whatever it may be, uh, is a possibility. But I've got them going playmaker at number 11, wide receiver out of Alabama, Devontae Smith, adding to the weapons. Again, you're looking at these young quarterbacks, and Daniel Jones, he's played okay, definitely not great. Uh, you give him dynamic weapons around him. Last year, he was really let down. Of course, they got injured, or the receivers did. The tight ends, Evan Ingram had a horrible year dropping the ball. And uh, so, nonetheless, I've got him going here. I think Devontae Smith is just too talented to pass up at this point for the Giants. A lot of talk about linebacker here for the Giants. I've seen Devon, uh, excuse me, Patrick, Micah Parsons. I've also seen Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa uh, even all the way up here at number 11. 
also possibly cornerback and different things available there for him. But I'm going wide receiver. To me, the Giants are at a spot. Offensive line is a need, but they've got a lot of them. They spent their first first pick on it last year. So I don't think they're going there again this year. I just think they're trying to get better. And Devontae Smith, I think, makes them better. What about you, Dad? Um, again, I think they could be a team, and they probably should, best player available. And I think Parsons would be real hard to pass up here. Um, that's who I had going with them. And, um, I mean, he, he is the best linebacker, and he could make a big difference. And um, But, again, you know, they wouldn't go wrong with the wide receiver. Yeah, and the Giants haven't taken a uh, haven't taken a linebacker in the first round. I think maybe since Lawrence Taylor. I'm not sure. It's been a while. Um, I believe since they have, but nonetheless, Parsons is available. He's got some off the field issues. Um, some people actually, Todd McShay said Parsons is going to drop a lot farther than most people think. We don't have him dropping far. As a matter of fact, we have him going next. Number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles. That's where I've put Micah Parsons. I believe this is uh, both the Giants and Philadelphia are spots that teams might come up. Uh, right now, according to our board, we still have Trey Lance available, so someone could move up for that. Uh, Minnesota could come up to try to get an offensive lineman as well. Uh, there's uh, some good players on the board, but Philadelphia, they've got a lot of needs. With the top three receivers already off, I think that they go uh, defense here with Micah Parsons is is where I'm putting them. I also think that they could go receiver. We've got them later in the first round. Elijah Moore at Ole Miss, he seems to be shooting up some draft boards right now. So that's potential, but I think that's too high for him. So if they stay where they are, we're going Micah Parsons to Philadelphia. Next pick is number 13, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, they are in desperate need of offensive line help, but I'm going to go a different direction with them here. I'm going to go defensive back, J.C. Horn out of South Carolina. I believe Christian Derisaw is an option here as well for the Chargers, but I'm going to go with what I think is the best player available on the board right now, and that's J.C. Horn. He's got some off-the-field issues also, but incredibly talented player. What are your thoughts with the uh, Chargers? Uh, Horn is who I had there too. Again, I think um, as the draft unfolds here and you have really good players left, I think maybe teams won't pass on them as much looking for a certain position, and Horn makes sense here. All right. Number 14 is the Minnesota Vikings. Again, a number of needs here for Minnesota. I think that this spot is is an interesting spot to see a team move up for a quarterback. All the talk has been New England going up to get a quarterback, and I think it's been all smokescreen trying to bait teams into giving up stuff and moving up and letting other players drop to New England. So I think teams like Las Vegas, Washington, Chicago, all options here in this 10 to 14 range to move up and snag that last quarterback in the top five quarterbacks uh, that are available. But since we're not doing trades today, I've got Minnesota taking Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech. I think Elijah Vera Tucker is also a real possibility here, uh, but I'm going to go with Christian Derisaw. And, uh, and if he falls past L.A., I think the Vikings will jump on that very quickly. Any thoughts on uh, the purple team from up north? No, Derisaw is who I had also. Uh, the idea of a trade, I think there's a good chance people will go up with to Philadelphia, uh, and they may trade there. But if not, then you could be right about Minnesota. 
Yeah, I, again, I think anytime after Dallas and maybe even at Dallas, 10 through 14 is going to be a prime spot for someone to move up uh, there for sure. That brings us to number 15 in the Patriots. If they're sitting at 15 and one of those top five quarterbacks are there, I have a hard time seeing them pass them up. So we're going to go Trey Lance. Um, I don't think he'll last the number 15. I think someone will trade up and get him. But since we're not doing trades, uh, we're going to go Trey Lance to New England, the quarterback of the future, sit a year behind Cam Newton and uh, be able to learn the system there with Josh McDaniels and uh, develop into the next quarterback for New England. Dad, I mean, can New England pass up a quarterback if they're there at 15? Yes, I think they'll take a quarterback, but I think they'll go up and get one earlier. Um, they may not. And again, if they stay in this spot and it's not a quarterback they want, you could see a trade. You know, I heard a lot of talk today that once, um, depending on who San Francisco takes, that um, you know Garofalo could be going to uh, New England. So they may have their quarterback by then. You never know. Man, that's a popular thing going around. I just can't believe that they would bring in Garoppolo and Cam Newton at the same place. To me, I just blows my mind from doing Garoppolo, though, is still really young. And uh, opportunity, I think Garoppolo, I mean, there's so many places for him that he could go, I guess. Houston is a possibility. Chicago is a possibility. He played college near Chicago. Those kinds of things as well. I don't think he's going to New England, but that's okay. We're allowed to disagree. New England Patriots, I don't think they'll trade up, too. I, I would be absolutely shocked. Now, if they go up two spots, that's one thing. But everybody's talking about them going to the top 10. I just cannot see that happening. Um, and I would be very, very surprised if that happens. I think they're baiting other teams, trying to get them to move up so better players fall to them. They could be looking at that at a rush uh, in and quitty pay, another offensive lineman, an Elijah Vera Tucker, a receiver, whichever one they like uh, there as well, all be available at 15 for them. Um, but we'll go ahead and go with Trey Lance. You are watching the Sports Stove NFL Mock Draft Spectacular presented by Skull Candy and Belly Up Sports. Skull Candy, discover life at full volume with headphones, earbuds, speakers, and more. Skull Candy is built to help you stay loud. In the comment section of this video, we have a link for Skull Candy. Go ahead and click on that link. Shop around a little bit. If you use that link, they'll know that we sent you, so we'd surely appreciate that. The link will also be available on the later podcast notes when they come out later this evening. We're also brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Uh, you can get uh, sports articles, podcasts, and so much more at Belly Up Sports. We are what they aren't. BellyUpSports.com. We're 15 picks in. Let's keep it moving. Pick number 16, the Arizona Cardinals. Last year, they got a intriguing linebacker, and we're going right back there to linebacker. Inside linebacker, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa, the inside linebacker from Notre Dame, fitting right into that Cardinals defense. They have upgraded so much uh, here recently on offense. They bring in A.J. Green. Yes, he's aging. He's not the A.J. Green he used to be, but you pair him uh, with DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Christian Kirk. He's going to be a help there. Um, they need some running back help, even though they brought in a running back. They brought in J.J. Watt on defense, so they're doing things to improve. They need a cornerback, desperately need a cornerback. But at this point, I don't think they're going there. They're going to improve the linebacker position, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa at 16. Any thoughts on that, Dad? Uh, I had an edge rusher quitty pain, but I, I think you're in the right direction there. And um, I think, again, it would be defense. 
17 is the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are going to reach for someone. We just don't know who. They're going to go out and get somebody that we we're, that no one necessarily thought or had ranked in that position. More than likely, they're very untraditional. I don't think it's a bad pick, but I've got them going edge rusher from Miami, Jalen Phillips uh, here. Offensive line is definitely a possibility, um, but... They've, they've really missed on pass rushers uh, since they got rid of Khalil Mack. So I think they improved there with Jalen Phillips. Uh, thoughts on Vegas, Dad? Me and you both think they could go up for a quarterback, but uh, any other thoughts on the Raiders? I mean, they do different things, but I, I think offensive line makes sense there. There's going to be some still good offensive linemen there. Uh, I had Vera Tucker going there, and um, but uh, you never know. Well, you said it. It makes sense. That means it won't happen with Las Vegas. Uh, bringing us down to pick number 18, Miami Dolphins, their second pick of the evening. We had them at number six, taking uh, Jalen Waddle. Now down here at number 18, we've got them taking the offensive guard, Elijah Vera Tucker from USC, bulking up that offensive line to help Tua. That's what he needs. He needs protection, and he needs weapons. They get him a weapon with Waddle. Now they get him protection with Vera Tucker. Uh, there as well. Again, Miami's a team that's going to move down if they get the opportunity to, uh, but we're not doing trades, so we're going to leave them right there where we are. Number 19, Washington football team. They could go a number of different directions. I think they trade up for a quarterback, although I have heard they're interested in a second-round quarterback, the kid from Stanford, so they may not go up in the first round. I've got them going with inside linebacker Jamin Davis from the University of Kentucky. Now, I'm in Lexington, I saw Kentucky football. I would not take Jamin Davis here, but I think this is a direction they'll go. It's a good fit uh, there for him as well. Many people have them taking a wide receiver. I just don't think they have the need for that right now in the first round. So I think they go uh, linebacker Jamin Davis from Kentucky. Your thoughts, Dad? Uh, I have linebacker, but I have the guy from Notre Dame being available at that pick, but he may already be gone. But, yes, linebacker I think makes sense. All right, so now we're starting to get into some defensive players <laughs> as not very many go in the early parts of the draft. Uh, let's go down now to number 20, the Chicago Bears. Da Bears. I've got him going with the number one safety on the board, Trevon Morig uh, from TCU. He is undoubtedly the number one safety. Uh, he could go up as high as Minnesota, I think. Um, but I've got him falling to Chicago here. Other options, guys like Greg Newsom, the corner, Christian Barmore, the defensive lineman from Alabama, but I've got them ultimately going Trevor Trevin Morig, safety from TCU. We know that it doesn't matter who the Bears draft, they're still going to stink, but uh, what are your thoughts on Chicago? Um, I, I am taking the, the guy out of Chicago, Newsome. Um, yeah. It could be the safety from there. Uh, he is supposed to be one of the better players uh, in the draft, but Newsom's one of the better corners, and they could use a corner also. I agree. That's definitely a possibility. Number 21, the Indianapolis Colts. They're bringing a new quarterback in Carson Wentz. Uh, what are they going to do to improve their team? One of the best players uh, in the draft, probably a top 10, top 12 talent, is falling in my mock draft. I've got them going the defensive end from Michigan, Quiddy Pay, and uh, really adding to their defense, helping them out. They've lost two defensive ends in the offseason. They need to, to, to fill that void with somebody good. Quiddy Pay would be quite the value here for Indianapolis. Uh, they could go cornerback. They could go linebacker. 
as well. But that's where I've got them going. Defensive end, Quiddy Pay from Michigan. Also in the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans come in at number 22. I've got them going wide receiver Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. He has been shooting up draft boards. He, they, the word on the street is um, almost unanimously the teams view Elijah Moore as the number four receiver in this draft. Um, there are different different kinds of talents in the wide receiver class. There are a lot of talent in the wide receiver class, but we know the Titans desperately need wide receiver help. They've got A.J. Brown, uh, but outside of that, they've got no one. They need tight end desperately. They're not going to get them here in the first round, and so I've got them going Elijah Moore, wide receiver Ole Miss. Any thoughts on the Titans? Uh, no, that makes sense. Um, I had him with Mooring to safety, but he may be gone by then. Um, you, again, you know, the Titans uh, can use help, help in a lot of areas, but yeah, they have some history with strong defense, so I could see that. Yep, interesting, interesting spot there for Tennessee. Last year, they went offensive lineman in the first round. He's no longer in the league, so uh, so they're going to need to hit on their first round draft pick this year. Number 23 brings us back to the New York Jets after picking up quarterback Zach Wilson at pick two. We've got them improving the defense here with Greg Newsom, the cornerback out of Northwestern. I feel like they could go Aziz Ajilari as well out of Georgia. Caleb Farley, a possibility depending on how they have the cornerbacks ranked. Caleb Farley has some major injury questions. None of us outside of the teams have seen the reports or know exactly what's going on with them, but multiple back surgeries. So I have him falling. I have Greg Newsom jumping him in the draft here and going to New York at number 23. The Jets could move up. They could move down. Either way, they get an improvement if they get a guy like Greg Newsom on the team. Uh, Pittsburgh, number 24. Uh, the first running back off the board, according to the Sports Stove Podcast NFL Mock Draft Spectacular. We've got him going Najee Harris. I batted this around a lot and wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to go with Pittsburgh. They've got needs, offensive line needs, defensive needs, uh, linebacker needs, all kinds of different options here for Pittsburgh, but Najee Harris just fits what the Steelers do, and I think this is a good spot for him uh, here. I think they need to go offensive line if there's someone good here, but Najee Harris is the pick that I have for them, uh, along with many other people in the world as well. Uh, Dad, what are your thoughts with Pittsburgh at 24? I would think Harris makes sense. That's probably who they would take, and they can always, you know, again, for the last couple of years or so, running backs aren't important. You can get one anywhere, but we've seen running backs make a difference, and I think he, he can make a difference, maybe if several that can, and uh, that's who I think Pittsburgh would take. We're getting in that spot now where teams are looking to trade up, where they're looking to move up now, these teams at the bottom half of the first round or the first half of the second round. So this is where you could start seeing some trades moving up. I think teams like Green Bay and Buffalo could be looking to move up here as well. A lot of talk has been made about Buffalo trying to get above the Steelers to get the running back they want, uh, but we're not sure exactly what's going to happen there. Pick 25 is the Jacksonville Jaguars. They pick number one, Trevor Lawrence, and the first pick. Now at number 25, I've got him landing Christian Barmore, a defensive tackle out of Alabama, one of the best defensive players probably in the draft, I think at least. Falling down here, there's not a great need for defensive tackles. It doesn't seem like in the league right now, but you've got some solid guys in the league that are making a big impact at tackle. Christian Barmore is the best one available, and if the Jaguars can add to that defensive front with a guy like Barmore, they really improve their defense to go on because they've got holes on the defense too to go along with Trevor Lawrence, their quarterback of the future. Your thoughts on Jacksonville later in the first round? 
Uh, I have them go on offensive line because, again, I think that's an area where they have need. And, again, Jacksonville and the Jets both have potential to trade up because they've got picks to work with um, there. But, um, you know, I have them offensive line. Number 26 is the Cleveland Browns. They did not trade down to get here. They actually had such a good season. They're picking in the mid-20s this season. Cleveland coming in at number 26. There's a lot of options here for them as well. Uh, They need mainly help on defense this year. They they don't really have any holes, but they do need some help on defense. So we're going to go Zayvon Collins, uh, the outside linebacker from Tulsa. Big, big athletic guy. Uh, Can play good pass coverage. Can get in the way of the pass uh, lanes and things like that. We think Xavier Collins is a good fit in Cleveland and it can probably fill some spots as middle linebacker, inside linebacker in the system that they have there in Cleveland. Number 27 is the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they've got offensive tackle needs. This is a, a team that gets two picks in the first rounds. Maybe they package 27 and 31 and move up in the draft. I don't know, but it's sitting at 27. I've got Aziz uh, Ojalary, the alpha. Uh, outside linebacker from Georgia, uh, giving them a pass rush on the outside. They've lost uh, Matthew Judon to New England in the offseason. They need some help there. Um, there's some other guys available, but that's where I kind of go, although Ajulari has had some medical questions as well uh, here even recently. I think that's the pick for Baltimore at 27. Your thoughts for the Ravens? Uh, Again, now that they have two picks, I think that changes things. And I've got a guy you don't always hear about in the first round, but the big tackle from Michigan Mayfield going here. Yeah, it's, that's interesting. I think the offensive, you're going to see in the second round, you're going to see a ton of offensive linemen, a ton of cornerbacks, and a ton of wide receivers go. I think that he makes it to the second round, but if they like him, now, he is definitely one of the offensive linemen available uh, here at this point. Number 28 is the New Orleans Saints. I think they go someone close to home. Wide receiver Terrace Marshall from LSU. He's got some injury concerns, but a very talented wide receiver. The Saints need some help as now they start over basically without Drew Brees. Um, they're going to need some additional help there. I think guys like uh, Kadarius Toney. Bateman uh, as possibilities. Ronnie Perkins out of Oklahoma, an edge rusher. Landon Dickerson, offensive lineman from Alabama. All options here. I have him going wide receiver and trying to help out Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, whichever one they uh, tab to be their quarterback uh, moving forward. Green Bay picks in at number 29. Dad, you're the minority owner of the Green Bay Packers, uh, so you already know who they're going to pick. You're not allowed to tip the pick. Um, but I have I went to a few different people here at this pick for Green Bay. I think linebacker makes sense. Um, I think defensive line makes sense. And I think offensive line makes sense. Wide receiver, everybody goes, they need wide receivers. Maybe they do. Why don't they just go out and get Julio Jones? Uh, I'm going offensive lineman, Tevin Jenkins, uh, outside, or excuse me, offensive tackle for Oklahoma State. What are your thoughts with Green Bay? Um, well, I have Barmore sliding down to there, and I don't think they would pass him up. I think with him and Kenny Clark, it would be a great combination. Uh, but I think Green Bay is going to do everything in their power to move up. Um, depending on the cornerbacks that are available and if Parsons slides. Um, I think they'll have people targeted, and if they can get up, they will. Uh, And if not, then, again, I wouldn't think they would trade down out of this pick. Uh, But like you said, there's going to be a lot of of people that are in the positions they need early in the second round. So 
Um, if they don't trade up, there's always a chance, you know, they could drop four or five picks down and pick a lot up. Yeah, definitely. I think guys like Caleb Farley are still available on my board. Again, major history of injuries with him, but it might be worth the risk at this point in the first round. Asante Samuel is a guy that I really like coming out of Florida State. Of course, his dad played in the league, had a lot of success. I think he would be a great fit in Green Bay as well. That's what would make me happy, Asante Samuels. But I think they go offensive line here, Tevin Jenkins. Uh, number 30 is Buffalo Bills. The Bills have been rumored to, like I said before, move up in the draft uh, in an effort to get Travis Etienne from Clemson uh, as one of the most dynamic pass-catching backs available in the draft and an incredibly, uh, 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 really just – great career in college. So I'm going to go ahead and give them Travis Etienne here at number 30. If all the rumors are true, they will move up. They need cornerback help as well, uh, but that's where I'm going with Buffalo at number 30, Travis Etienne. Number 31 brings us back to the Baltimore Ravens with their trade with Kansas City this week. I have them going defense again, going Joe Tryon, the edge rusher out of Washington. They could go offensive line here, Samuel Costi of Texas, Jalen Mayfield of Michigan. Uh, they could go linebacker again in the first round. I don't think they will. Wide receiver is a major option for Baltimore here at 31. But I'm going defense again as they need to rebuild that defense up. Joe Tryon. Uh, and then let's get down to pick number 32, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Chris Sims's mock draft, he had Justin Fields falling to number 32. Ain't going to happen. Uh, Tampa Bay, we've got them going Ronnie Perkins, defensive end from Oklahoma. Um, they don't have needs. They just have wants at this point. So whatever's the best player on the board, that's who they're going to get. They may trade up as well uh, to get somebody that can be a better better help for them. They might go wide receiver, uh, adding some talent there as well, younger talent, as they've got uh, Chris Godwin is on uh, just that one-year deal right now, and so they might go there as well. But I think Ronnie Perkins is the best player available at 32. Dad, your thoughts on the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Um, again, there's going to be some players available there. I have stock, stocking up on cornerback with um, Asante Samuel out of Florida State. Definitely an option as well. Like I said, it's just whatever they want. They're, they're bringing back all 22 starters from the Super Bowl coming back uh, for Tampa. That is unheard of. I believe it's the first time ever that has happened at the very least in the modern uh, uh, salary cap era uh, there for Tampa Bay uh, there. That is the first round. I predicted perfectly for you right here, the Sports Stove Podcast NFL Mock Draft Spectacular presented by Skull Candy and Belly Up Sports. Skull Candy, discover life at full volume with headphones, earbuds, speakers, and more. Skull Candy is built to help you stay loud. Use the links that are in the comment sections of the video or the podcast notes. That way they know that we sent you. Take a look around. I just bought some headphones there recently. $20, phenomenal headphones. They have the true wireless earbuds available, all kinds of stuff there. So go visit them, bellyupsports.com. Uh, there's sports articles, there's podcasts, there's fantasy sports stuff, all there available for you, bellyupsports.com. We are what they are not. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sports Stove NFL Mock Draft Spectacular. We are so close to the NFL Draft. Uh, Dad, what is the one thing that you want to see happen Thursday night with the NFL Draft? I hope we've lost them. 
<laughs> he's we've got him now that happens every time we get to the end of a video something happens with dad's internet but nonetheless we'll get back to that and hopefully we'll hear back from him on that uh thursday night is the first round friday night uh continues i will be on belly up fantasy live if you go to belly up fantasy sports if you go to belly up fantasy on twitter on facebook i'll be on friday night seven o'clock for the first five picks of the second round helping break down what's going to happen on those picks as well so so hopefully you will come and be a part of that as well at Belly Up Fantasy on Twitter and on Facebook. If you're just now hearing of the Sports Stove Podcast, go follow us or find us anywhere you get your podcast on Spreaker, on Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Go ahead and find us there, the Sports Stove Podcast. We have great interviews on there. We have um, uh, great uh, just content that we put out on a regular basis. So make sure you find us a lot of UFC talk as well. If you like the uh, the UFC or MMA, you can find us there at the Sports Stove Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Sports Stove. We're on Facebook, the Sports Stove Podcast, and we're also on YouTube, the Sports Stove Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's special edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, the NFL Mock Draft Spectacular. May your team uh, not fail in round one of the NFL draft coming up on Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.